0: When we are sharing experiences, we create an unstoppable force. And in Acts chapter 4, we read these words, verse number 18 So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. For we cannot speak the things which we have seen. And heard so when they had uh, when, when they had further threatened them they let them go finding no way of punishing them now get this part right here because of the people since they all glorified God for what they had done now here they are trying to stop the move of God through the Apostles they're telling him you can't do that anymore trying to stop but then they said We can't really do anything about this because there's so many people following you and listening to you and glorifying God because of you. I can't really punish you. Listen, when we really stand up for the kingdom of God together, there's nobody that can stop that. And it's obvious. All you got to do is turn on the TV these days and see bad news, but you can also see where they're trying to take things away from us as Christians. They're they're threatened by things that we're saying and things that we're doing and and things like that. And and the last thing that we need to do is back off and sit down and be quiet. We need to unite together and make a stand together because the more of us that are standing up together and the more of us that are are, are uniting together, there's less of a chance that things are going to be taken away from us. Now... I, I've been showing a, a video every at every service where um, uh, this gentleman did a TED Talk. Now, if you don't know what TED Talks are, they're kind of an educational type of uh, thing where they cover a variety of topics. Um, and this one really, uh, I watched this one and just it, it made me laugh and it just reminded me of the body of Christ. It really did. And uh, so this week we're going to watch part three and it really illustrates what I'm talking about um, in, a, in a really funny kind of quirky way. So go ahead and roll that lid
1: project I want to show was given to me in an email from a stranger. A high school kid in Texas wrote me in 2006 and said, you should get as many people as possible to put on blue polo shirts and khaki pants and go into a Best Buy and stand around. <laughs> so I wrote this high school kid back immediately and he said, yes, you are correct. I think I'll try to do that this weekend. Thank you. So here's the video. So again, this is 2005. This is the Best Buy uh, in New York City. We had about 80 people show up to participate, uh, entering one by one. We had, uh, there was an eight-year-old girl, a 10-year-old girl, there was also a 65-year-old man who participated, so, a very diverse group of people. And I told people, don't work. Don't actually do work, but also don't shop. Just stand around and don't face products. Now you can see the regular employees by the ones that have the yellow tags on their shirt. Everybody else is one of our actors. The lower-level employees thought it was very funny, and in fact, a lot, several of them went to go get their camera from the break room and took photos with us. A lot of them made jokes about trying to get us to go to the back to get heavy television sets for customers. <laughs> the uh, managers and the security guards, on the other hand, did not find it particularly funny. Uh, you can see them in this footage. They're wearing either a yellow shirt or a black shirt, and we were there for probably about 10 minutes before the manager decided to dial 911. <laughs> so. They started running around telling everybody that the cops were coming. Watch out, the cops are coming. And you can see the cops in this footage right here. That's a, that's a cop wearing black right there being filmed with a hidden camera. Ultimately, the police had to inform Best Buy management that it was not in fact illegal to wear a blue polo shirt and khaki <laughs> pants. We had been there for 20 minutes. We were happy to exit the store. One thing the managers were trying to do was to track down our cameras, uh, and they caught a couple of my guys who had hidden cameras in duffel bags. Uh, but the one camera guy they never caught was the guy that went in just with a blank tape and went over to the Best Buy camera department and just put his tape in one of their cameras and <laughs> pretended to shop. So I like that concept of using their own
0: technology against them. <laughs> the next
1: project I want to show. So
0: was, uh, this, this, this spoke to me uh, uh, about making a stand in the world. Because, you know, there's a lot of people, I mean, uh, these guys went in and, and actually started influencing people immediately. I mean, you could tell the employees were noticing, people that were in the store were noticing them, and somebody tried to stop that, even though they weren't doing anything wrong. How many of us have accepted this point of view that the world is putting out, that Christians are bad or, or what you're doing is wrong and you hate speech and all this kind of stuff and and, and, we're, and we're, we're, we're actually just living our lives speaking out the things that we believe just like everybody else speaks out what they believe but yet they turn and, and try and make us stop. Okay. But it's up to us it, the more of us do it together see that that, that can't be stopped. But ultimately, the police had to tell them that there's nothing wrong with people wearing a blue polo and khaki pants even if it is best buy and this is your dress code (laughs) there is nothing wrong with us proclaiming the things that we believe that are found in the word of god there is nothing wrong with us making a stand and saying the things that we believe about the bible and about our relationship with god we should be doing that all the more together and when we do it together it's a whole lot harder to stop You know, they made an attempt there to to stop those guys, but it's hard to really go and track down 80 people and and, and get them all out of there. So yeah, they found a few with the tapes, but they didn't find everybody, and they couldn't do anything about everybody. And see, that's the thing that I want to make sure that we talk about today, is that we can't be stopped if we do this together. Anybody ever grow up? if you grew up in church or around church or grew up as a Christian, do you ever have those moments when you actually were a little bit embarrassed to be a Christian? Be honest. I did. <laughs> I had moments where my friends would would be talking about stuff and then they'd go, "Oh, wait a minute, don't you go to church?" and I'd be like, "Uh, yeah." But that doesn't mean anything well you know i don't want to i don't want to do that around you it may it may make you feel funny or make you feel weird or make you know you might get convicted or or those kind of things and so they you know and i kind of bought into that almost like i should be ashamed is this this speaking to anybody else here where you actually kind of maybe felt like you were the outsider and you weren't going to fit in, and you were the square peg in a round hole. And, and, and so now suddenly we start compromising what we believe, and we start compromising who we are, and we start backing off of the things that Sunday when we were at, at church or in Sunday school or whatever, we were really like, yes. And then when we get out into the world and, and, and we're not with our friends and not with our church family, and what happens, we start to back off of a little bit. Anybody, anybody else know what I'm talking about? And and that's why because it's hard to stand up on your own against somebody else. Anybody watch the Christian or the the talk shows where they'll have a, a Christian uh, a guest on there? And I you know I'll be honest with you I almost cringe anymore when I see you know a Christian going to be on on a, on a talk show with you know with, with some liberal other people because you just never know what they're going to say because it's almost like. We're going to turn everything on this christian guy and we're going to just hammer everything and talk about how uneducated he is and how ignorant he is and 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 the next thing you know the christian guy is fumbling over his words and he doesn't really know what to say and and but then if you flip it and you put that same person with a group of christians they suddenly become empowered they suddenly become well versed why because somebody else believes like they do and let me tell you something that's what we need you know, in order to make a difference in this world, in order to, to, to really stand up and, and be unstoppable the way, we have to do this together. Churches have to get past the fact that, you know, we're the only church in town preaching the gospel. Well, no, no, we're not. <laughs> we all are. Anybody ever um, seen somebody argue about, about Christian things or, or whether or not they're, and, and it's almost like they just kind of justify it all the way? And, and the Christian's almost apologizing by the time it's over with. There's stories that are always going around about if we're not careful, the government's going to take this away, <laughs> and the government's going to take that away. And, and you know, I hear it all the time. And in fact, uh, um, in Toronto right now, I just actually watched this video this morning while I was getting getting dressed. Um, uh, I, I watched this video where in Toronto, Canada, right now, just just the, the, the north of the United States, um, they actually have tried to pass a civil law in the city of Canada, uh, Toronto that if you um, are a church and you're in one of these light industrial-type office complex-type places or uh, office warehouse-type places, they have tried to, you know, because there's hundreds of churches that are renting out those kind of facilities, and they have tried to correct the zoning uh, in the city of Toronto because they want those churches out of there. And they've raised the rent 500% on over 100 churches. And they tried to pass it as a law, not just as a something for the owners of the guy. You know, hey, if you're an owner, if you want those churches out of there, raise the rent. They tried to make it a city ordinance that if you're a church and you're renting this, you're going to pay 500 times more than the normal tenant rate would be now this isn't now now this isn't stuff that you just read, you know, five, you know, five people forwarded you this email and stuff. This is actually people that we know and and are actually involved in the front lines of this, okay? And so when they went to go sign this law into, you know, s- sign it into law, 200 pastors from all over Toronto showed up at the the city hall and and made a stand that day. And the and the uh the city councils and the leadership was so floored that that many pastors showed up now they didn't even tell you how many church members of those pastors showed up i don't even know that but 200 pastors showed up that day and they were so blown away by the response that they couldn't sign the law they said we need to review this further (laughs) Why? What happened? They started to understand that, listen, this is real. (laughs) This is a real force in the world today. This is a real group of people that once united and once they step out to do something, I don't think we can stop this because those people are going to vote for us next term. And I don't know that I want to get all them mad at me. All these things are being said against us and and, and talked about us. But listen, we can overcome together. It's obvious that the enemy doesn't doesn't want things of the church to go. So he's going to do everything, including using shame and embarrassment against the body of Christ. You should be ashamed of yourself for talking that way. All right? Many Christians are being told to stop sharing their beliefs by society. And a lot of folks are doing it. They're backing down and and shutting those things down because they believe that they're doing this all by themselves. Uh, In 1620, 102 people boarded a ship called the Mayflower and came to the United States because they wanted to start something different. Now, before this, there were lots of talk in the United Kingdom about religious freedom. There was a lot of talk of people wanting to do it. And they, were, had, they had underground churches, you know. Everybody talks about the underground churches in China and Asia and those kind of places. But you know what? It actually was going on years before that in England. They had underground churches, secret meetings. You know, some of the, the doors that we have in, our, in the United States here that have patterns on the front of them, if you look, there's a cross built right in the middle of it. That's, that's old English architecture so that people would know just by looking at the door, hey, there's a church that meets in there. And uh, so these kind of things were happening, but it wasn't until 102 people went out and bought, took the money and rented the Mayflower ship and actually made a decision. And by that time, there was 102 of them on the boat getting ready to sail and there was nothing they could do about it. What happened? They rose up to become an unstoppable force. And those first 102 people, even though most of them died on the way over here, we're all sitting here today because of that unstoppable force. Somebody finally got tired of talking about it and actually did something about it. It's easy to stand up, easier to stand up, and go against the grain and go against what the world's telling you when you have somebody going with you. The more involved you become, the harder it is for the opposition to stop you. Now, Jesus himself experienced this in Luke chapter 20. Let's go over there real quick. Luke chapter 20, verse number 1. Now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? Verse three, but he answered and said to them, I will ask you one thing and answer me, the baptism of John. Was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe? But if we say from men, now guess this part, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Now, this is the religious leaders of the day confronting Jesus with their. Very traditional point of view. But because of what the people, the new breed of people that were experiencing life together, were experiencing that day, and they were following him, and they'd been baptized by John, and they believed that John was the prophet that was talking about Jesus, and because of what Jesus was teaching and the multitudes that were following him, they said, if we go and say that what John did wasn't of God, then we're going to get stoned. What happened there? They became an unstoppable force against a traditional religious leadership unstoppable a shared experience does the same thing for us if we want to see godly things happen in our church in our city in our country then we have to be the ones that's going to make that happen the more people that get involved in these shared experiences the shared experience of church the shared experience of Christian relationships the shared experience of Christian families the more people rise up and can't be stopped we can't sit and wait for somebody else to do it we have to do it we have to be the ones that unite in prayer we have to be the ones that that go to church together we have to be the ones that that go to church online we got forty some people watching online every week uh, we have to be the ones that are that are, are going together and, and uniting together because the more of us that are involved the harder it is for us to stop us everybody Every member is important, everyone. Now, one of my best friends, his name is Jeff Bardell. Um, Jeff lost his arm in a very tragic um, glass factory accident. And Jeff will be with us one day. He's already, he's like, I'm going to be the first guest speaker at Destination Church. And I said, probably. Um, Jeff has got a tremendous testimony. He went out and broke the world record for the longest drive of a golf ball with one arm. Um, Tremendous. He's an all-American golfer with one arm. Uh, I mean, just a very impressive, impressive story. And I don't want to give away his whole, but he lost his, lost his right arm. And um, he, you know, when you hear somebody talk about losing an arm, that's obviously important. And that's a huge, I mean, that's a big, I mean, if you lose your arm, it's like, wow, how can you function after that? But you know what? I know a guy in Moorhead, Kentucky that actually works for the University of Moorhead at moorhead state university and he actually helps run the gym where the where the eagles play and um, he lost his big toe on his right foot and he couldn't even walk without his big toe like he would take a step and fall it took him a while to relearn that because your big toe is very important Every member of the body is important, and every one of them have. If you get one not working right, you could tell it. Anybody walk through the the the, the dark living room in the middle of the night and crack your toe on on the table, and then ask the Lord to forgive you for what come out of your mouth after that. (laughs) Every member is important. And I want to say this as we close today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 says, For the body is not one member but many. And those that sit by and don't do anything, I want to say to you this. Don't amputate a member of the body of Christ. By sitting back and not doing nothing, we're actually amputating. And it's, you know, well, I'm not a, I'm not a team leader. Or I'm not a pastor. or I'm not a preacher. I'm just a big toe. So what? We can't walk without you. Thank you for that overwhelming round of, of <laughs> silence. We can't walk without you. We can't take a step without you. Well, I'm just the pinky toe. I, I'm, I'm in pain without you. Every member, and, and listen, if we're really, truly going to be an unstoppable, we need everybody. We need every member to get involved. Sure, the body of Christ, listen, we have adapted. We have become, you know, like Jeff is very impressive when he swings a golf club with one and he backhands it this way. It's really impressive to watch. I've gone to the driving range with him multiple times, and in just a few moments, there's a crowd of people standing around going, holy smokes, uh, how long did you hit that? And he's like, 265. I can't hit 265 with both arms and a big Bertha. I mean, I can't. So there's a way to adapt, but I've asked him, even though all the attention that he's gotten and all the notoriety he's gotten, he's been on ESPN and all kinds of stuff, he's like, I would give it all up right now to have my arm back. Sure, the, listen, the body of Christ has adapted. We've been doing okay, but listen, we can do so much better and, uh, and be so much more unstoppable with you, with each other. We can do a lot more. Get involved get busy doing something put the body of christ at full strength so that together we can become the unstoppable force let's pray father thank you for our time together today thank you that you've called us to be an unstoppable force and now lord i pray that everyone here starts to realize their part to play Lord, do they begin to realize that they are the reason that the body becomes unstoppable. That the body of Christ begins to operate at full strength because you've called them to. You've designed them to. You've created them to. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray that you help us to understand that. And you strengthen us to take a step into the ranks so that we can stand side by side and become an unstoppable force. We thank you for that.